Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. As a realtor, the most commonly asked question is, how is the market? Not a bad question. And there's lots of shows that have answered that question. Lots of shows that we've done on the inside track on real estate with the Decker team that have talked about that. And currently there's some there you can go find. The second most commonly asked question you know, is, yep. what? How's your business? No, my second most asked question. That might be yours. Yeah, that's mine. Mine is, do you want to tell me if I could be a realtor? Would I make a good realtor? What's it like? You know, what was it take to get into being a real estate agent? Do you think th- those kinds of questions? I you guess must that be wasn't just more question. personable because people are coming to you asking about being a realtor than me. Well, I know <laughs> that you get to talk to a lot of people That's about that, owning the company. Mr. So Decker. I'm Ken Decker. You're Yetta Decker. And yeah. Who's this lovely lady beside us? Leah. Leah is beautiful and Leah is smart and Leah is thinking about a career in real estate. Ought she to start in real estate? And she did come on a previous show. So if you're catching this and you're thinking, that's like I think deja I heard vu. This, yeah. Then you'll notice that I think we were wearing red that day and you were wearing beige or taupe that day. So you'll know that that's part one. So if you're looking for part one of real estate, should I get into the real estate industry? And what does it take? What does it take to become a realtor? You'll want to go find that show because this is not comprehensive because we ran out of time. Can you believe it? The answers to the questions were too long to tell you everything there was to know about becoming a realtor in 30 minutes. Well, and let's not be delusional. Even if you watch the two shows, you're still not going to have everything. You'll have a fair So Leah made the error, I'm going to say, of giving me a call and asking me that question. What would it take for me to become a realtor? And will you tell me? And I said, absolutely. And then I started thinking and I thought, I'll tell you on the air. So Leah said, yes, she would come and join us and ask her questions. So these are her questions. She has an armful of questions. And so we got through a few of them. Now we're going to answer a few more and trust that this will be helpful. And maybe you're thinking, well, I've never thought about being a realtor. I don't even want to be a realtor. Maybe you know somebody else that does though. And they're asking themselves all these questions. And so you'll want to share them. Maybe even one of your children would make a great realtor. Maybe. Because realtors are also younger and younger and younger now as well. That's true. We never talked about the age thing. Because real estate used to be really a second career choice almost all the time. And now quite frequently, it's a first career choice. Who knew? So ask away, Leah, the show is yours. All right, well, the last show we talked a bit about um, the average income for a real estate agent. So how does compensation work and how is it different at Keller Williams that different than any other agency out there? That's a great question. It is, actually. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I like the way it's worded. Um, The brokerage takes some responsibility for their agents, and they're in business, so they need to make some money. 
and every brokerage either takes a flat fee on a transaction or they charge a monthly fee or they charge a percentage of the transaction um, and there's some kind of combination thereof sometimes so they're very diverse just know that it it costs money to run a business so they have to keep some and they offer services like answering the phone providing a location for you to meet your clients mm-hmm. um, training all that kind of stuff so you really got to look at value for money is there some companies that charge very little and give virtually no value and so they're actually expensive especially for someone starting out in the business who needs all the training Keller Williams was actually ranked number one three years in a row in or no I think one time we got second yeah number two yeah Jiffy Lube came in first that year I always say they must have greased somebody's palm <laughs> but anyway we we are ranked and that's in all industries so that's phenomenal in tr- as a training company as a training company a what company training training <laughs> training okay so my lips don't work a training company and the other beauty is Keller Williams is now the largest real estate company both in number of agents number of transactions and amount of volume of real estate that we sell and that's worldwide we are the largest real estate company that has ever existed in the history of real estate wow that that's cool? impressive yes we were all kind of shocked yeah like 170,000 realtors strong and growing every month and in what 22 countries now yeah something like that so it's very cool so I'm I haven't forgotten your your question about compensation how it's different so we take a percentage and where we get a little different is once you reach a certain amount of money and it's different in every office based on how much expenses that office has like if it's an expensive market it could be $60,000 if it's in a less expensive market it could be $15,000 but once we collect that as a percentage of your sales then you go to 100% commission so everyone in my office is it's like a race how quick can I get to 100% commission which means everything that you earn you keep so that's cool yeah so that's and that's uncommon. Doing. Like it's it's a blend of a lot of different models. So Keller Williams has been around since the 80s and they almost went out of business. <laughs> and there's nothing like almost going out of business to cause an owner to see what's working and what's not working. Mm. So a bunch of his agents had walked out and he was having a little meltdown the owner at the time and he called in the other agents in his company that were the top producers and they were just about to give resignations as well so instead he said what would it take for me to keep you so the model that now exists and keller williams is also a profit share company so when you help the company grow you actually earn some income as well it's like a pension it's incredible actually and that came out of that breakdown and almost losing the company altogether so it probably is a one-on-one conversation and yet there's sort of your does that kind of help yes yeah it does yeah let me delve on that a little bit okay one of the things that's unique and we've worked at a few brokerages we have what makes keller williams unique is because of the profit share 
each agent feels like they're a stakeholder and they help each other. Whereas in other brokerages we've been in, if someone had their listing presentation, they would keep it very secretive, close to chest, because they didn't want you knowing how they present to a seller. In Keller Williams, because we're profit share, we have a belief system of caring and sharing. And so we want you to succeed at the same level or higher than what we're succeeding at. So we're going to share because then we share in the profits. And when everyone does well, there's more profits to share. So the whole boat rises higher. Isn't that cool? So the culture is different because of the profit share. And you may have flown on WestJet. Have you ever flown on WestJet? Yes, I have. And you find that sometimes the service or the fun that the employees have is higher than other airlines you may have flown on. And they're a profit share company. So they know that when they keep their clients happy and they're fun and they, they do a great job, they fly more. And when people fly more, the company's more profitable, they get more profit share. It's a great system. Yeah, great. And the, when you were saying that, it made me think about what some of the agents then do. So not only is it the most significant training company in the world, which is shocking to me, or in North America, I guess. It's the biggest real estate company in the world, but the most significant real estate training company as far as North America goes. And part of that is the training that's delivered from international. So we have really high-level trainers. There's full-time trainers that travel around the country, or you can fly into different cities to attend training, and it is phenomenal. They also create programs that can be done online or programs that we can learn in Market Center and retrain. Those are phenomenal. And that is what makes us number one in training company. The other training, though, which is really local-specific, market-specific, unique to the things that are required in our area and in Keller Williams Solid Rock Realty specifically, would be the agents that choose to train without charging for it. Like they actually choose to come into the market center and offer a class and you can attend for free. There is no cost. They're giving their time. They're there because as Ken said, when one gets better, everybody gets better. So if I can help you get better, I get better too because we have a better relationship. We're able to learn more. We have more expertise. So we train each other. It's kind of fun. So just to clarify, when you're yeah. talking about training, yeah. you're, you're talking about training existing real estate agents. You're not talking about the initial training, correct? Yes. The initial, the initial learning, there, there's, there's training and then there's education. Right. Right. Education is what you get when you pay for your books and you study. And you can do that online. You can do it in class. I think in the future, they're planning on switching that. Probably 2019, you might find it's all online. There's no in-class anymore. Um, but there's a number of classes you have to take, and that's five. Five courses. You must pass with a 75% average or higher to, write the ne- to go on to the next course. So there's five to do to get your initial license, which allows you to trade in real estate. And then there's more courses to keep your license. So what sort of continuing education do you have to maintain? All right. Well, in the first two years, you have to take one more of those major courses. 
those courses, eh, they're $450 to $600, somewhere in there. And they range anywhere from two weeks to two and a half weeks long. If they were in time, full-time classroom. If they were in class. Classroom. If yeah. they're in class. So like 80 hours, okay, basically. Yeah. And then once you've, that's called your articling phase, your two years where you have to take one more course. And then after that, you have to take 24 education credits, which basically is done online. And it keeps you uh, knowledgeable in things that are up and coming. It reinforces some of the things you learn during your classes so that you don't forget because sometimes we forget some things and it keeps us in the know. So when you're dealing with a professional realtor who has that designation, you know that they've had great education, especially in Ontario. I think Ontario is the toughest province or state, if you're talking the U.S., to get a real estate license. It takes the longest and it probably costs the most. It probably does. So it really is becomes a profession. And a lot of that licensing and legislation has actually gotten a lot tougher, even in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. It continuing to increase, especially in Ontario, what it takes and how long it takes to get your real estate license. You always needed 75% pass, except you only needed to take three courses, not five. And they were shorter courses and everything was just much, much easier. So the caliber of them has increased how much you have to take, how much it costs, and how long it takes. We're told now that you really can't do it much quicker than about 18 months. By the time you take it and you write your exam, you wait for your results, and then you register for the next, because you also have to be dependent on when another one's being offered, especially if you want to do in classroom, but apparently about 18 months now. So is it feasible to do that while you're still working a full-time job? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You can, you can either um, do it in class and take a week's holiday or something and go two weeks and go to the class, or you can do it online at night. It's like going to night school. Um, you just have to take a Saturday and go write your exam. It's a, like a three-hour exam. You go to the board office and, and you get to write the exam. The exams are all multiple choice. They try to trick you in the wording. That's not new, though. That was even back in the oh, 80s yeah. when I took it. Because that was the hard part. It's not bad enough they want you to know the content, but they want you to also know how to read. And the reason they're doing that is because sometimes in the wording of a contract that you're protecting your client, a different word or a not or just one word can change the meaning of that clause in an agreement and changes the legal responsibility of your client. So they want to make sure you can read carefully and know what you're reading. And that's why they do that. So it's hard, though. I found that the tricky part. Well, because you don't... Some of them are really straightforward. You think you know the answer, but reread it anyways. Right. Like you go, well, that's straightforward. Okay, check. And then when you reread it, you go, ooh, that's not what it's asking. It's asking something entirely different. Or the answer is phrased in such a way, I think it's four or five multiple choice. I think it's to E, isn't it? I think so. I think there's five. So it's a fair number. And they'll just change, like even not change the word, change the placement of the word. And now you have a different meaning. Right. And that's why they also put the answer to the way you 
think it should be read, they put the answer to that. And the, the way you misread it, they put the answer to that. <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. And you do get two opportunities to write the exam. So if you write the exam and you say you get 74, which has happened to somebody I know, <laughs> um, it doesn't, it's not a pass. You need 75. So 74 means you get to do it over again. 75 means you're through, though. So it really, literally, that percent makes the difference. You get one opportunity per cost of course. course, but you still get pay. I think it's $75, I think it something like that, to retake the exam. So you're real, still paying a small fee for the exam. After two tries, though, you're back to the beginning of that course. If you didn't pass. If you didn't pass. And you pay the fee again for the course. Yikes. So make sure you know your material. There's also a course you can buy. It's yeah, kind it's of a course. It's like a, it's a support. It's kind of like the Coles Notes. And yet what it is is it's called Pass It. And it's online, and they have sample exams, and you write them. And if you don't pass, it tells you what areas you need to study. And a lot of the questions are word for word what you may find on an exam because they're made up of random exams all pieced together. So if you start getting 80, 90% on your pass it, you're almost 100% assured when you go to write the exam, you're going to pass. So it's pretty cool. So that is an important thing because that didn't exist when I no, took my not, courses. And it's not part of the, the real estate council. Like it's not part of, it's a separate company that's offering this service. Okay. And it's a service you want to take advantage of. Like you want to pay for that. Unless you, unless you, te unless because otherwise genius. you don't, yeah. Cause genius, genius, genius. Because <laughs> otherwise you don't know, right? Because you can't, You there are some, on the actual course, you still get to do, it. I think, a trial, do you not? And it gives you the percentage. There's like quizzes. there's some quizzes. There's quizzes. So you'll know how online you're doing. Online quizzes. Right. There's online quizzes as part of the curriculum, mm -hmm. and yet it doesn't necessarily give you what you did, what, you, what, yeah. what the thinking was behind why you didn't pass that. Right. So what other concerns or information would you like? Well, what sort of legal concerns would a real estate agent... Oh, big legal concerns. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> You're dealing with people's uh, largest asset quite often. Um, they're relying on you to be a professional. They're relying on you to know contract law. So you do take a law course and you take a contract course. And um, that being said, quite often we'll put a solicitor approval clause in if it's something that's out of our norm that we're not feeling comfortable with or if the client requests it of course it goes in um, learning how to write the the clauses to protect your client does that mean you'll never get sued maybe maybe not because people can sue you whether you're in the wrong or not right that's their choice we're in a free world um, but we do have insurance and you pay for your insurance yearly and if you don't pay for your insurance, your license is revoked. Immediately. No insurance, no real estate license. Yeah. They're buddies. So other than insurance, what are the other fees that you have to maintain? Well, uh, you're probably going to be part of a board, a real estate board. So they have monthly fees and they have an initiation fee, a, a, a welcome fee. Thanks for coming and joining us. And 
You're also going to be a member of Canadian Real Estate Association. That's who owns the uh, trademark uh, MLS. So you're part of that to be part of the MLS. And then there's the Ontario Real Estate Association, who you're a member too as well. So both of those have roughly, I think it's about $600 initiation fee. So that's $1,800 off the bat to join those three. And then you have your monthly fees for the board. And the other two are paid quarterly, but they're paid through your board bill. So once you've done your, your, your initiation fee, you're probably going to be in the neighborhood of just shy of $2,500 to $3,000 in fees every year plus your insurance, plus your licensing. RICO fee is, how much is RICO fee now? It's getting up there. It's uh, You just write the check. Yeah, I just write the check. I don't <laughs> know, like 350 or something like that. And it's for a two-year cycle. And then if you're a real estate broker. It's still the same price now. Oh, it is? Okay, because yeah. for most, because I used to write the check myself. I know, I write all the checks for you now. I look after you, honey. Okay, so... so- Sorry, yes. go ahead. No. What's the difference between being a broker and being a real estate agent? It's mostly about the amount of education and your amount of liability and your knowledge level and your expertise because you've taken additional courses, you've learned more, and you're held to a higher standard, really. So the requirement to become a broker, and you can't own a brokerage unless... or. You can, but you have to have a broker of record. That's the person that answers to the governing body. They have to be a broker. They have to have their designation. Um, for a manager, to be a manager of an office, as far as the board is concerned, you must be a broker. You must have your broker designation. It takes three more courses on top of your others, and you have to have been in real estate at least two years. So you'll be in two years, plus take three extra courses. That will get you your broker's license. So nine courses nine courses minimum two years and you'll probably unless you're just a professional student which is possible except real estate becomes quite expensive if you're not earning any income and so if you're going to be a professional student and just get your designations you're probably not going to stay in the business anyway so then you won't take your broker's license because it's a big commitment and you really have to, st- to do that, you're really not focusing on your business during that season. So the best time to do it is December, January in the Ottawa market, you know, two, three, four years after you've become a real estate agent. And to pass those courses, although you get a lot of education in class, you want some life experience. You don't just want to jump from, yeah, having passed the first bunch of exams to move into the next one. And they make sure you can't. So it sounds like it takes a little while, like it does for any business, right? It takes a little mm-hmm. while to get going. Yes. Is it feasible to keep either a, a full-time or part-time job when you're first starting out until you gain some clientele? Or is it better just to jump right in <laughs> and accept the fact that you're going to have low income for the first little while? That's a great question. It's <laughs> such a good question and kind of a scary answer. Yeah. Because it depends. Yes, it it does depend. I've seen both. I've seen people that do really well. They have a a full-time job and they did extremely well in real estate in the first year. And I said, wow, that's amazing for part-time. And he goes, no, 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 no. I work full-time and full-time. So he's working 90 hours a week to do his job 
in his real estate. It's difficult to do real estate part-time, especially in markets that are fast-moving, because you're on a job and people need to be able to reach you. They need to be able to go see a house. They don't want to miss that house. You need to be able to do an offer quickly. So if you're part-time, we highly recommend that you would be on a team of other realtors, that they would support you when you can't be reached. Now, even teams don't like very much having part-time realtors because the liability goes up because you don't do as much business, so you're not fresh. You're not on top of it. Now, when you when you quit your job and go full-time, and I've had people that try to transition and then they finally go, okay, that's it. I quit. I have to quit. Then it's kind of like you cut that umbilical cord and you can't rely on that. Now you'll go do the things that maybe are a little bit uncomfortable that you need to do to bring your business up. Is it riskier? Yes, it is. Is it highly important to jump in with both feet? I believe it is. I just believe it is. So there are people that work part-time in it and have always worked part-time in it. And have done well. We have a couple. Yeah. We do. And the other thing you can do to make sure the transition is better is course, take your courses while you're still working, right? Get all your courses, get you education if you have a, because you can do that part-time. It's not a full-time commitment to take your courses because you can stretch it a little bit longer, do them online, don't do them in class. So it's easy to do that first year and a half while you're still working and then build up a nest egg build up some money sitting in the bank account. Because the biggest reason most businesses fail is they're undercapitalized, right? People don't have enough money to actually launch their business. And it's a business. So if you've saved money and you've put it aside, then probably at that point, jump in with both feet. You could do some training in advance. And in fact, the way our company works, you can do training of that would be things you would do once you are licensed, you can do them before you are licensed. So we go ahead and invite you in for the day-to-day training because the real estate courses give you the information, the education, but not really enough to be an effective realtor. So we've got about a minute and a half. Oh my. What would you, what's the last burning question? (laughs) For someone who is interested in getting involved in real estate, what is the first step? Watch Come, these two shows. Watch these two shows. <laughs> That's the first step. Come and talk to us in person. Yeah. You know, if you've got a realtor friend, ask them what their, what their life's like. Now, that doesn't mean that's the way you have to design your life. So be a little careful there because some people run chaotic. Other ones don't work enough. So they're starving. So just get some opinions and then go on the... Ontario Real Estate Association website. That's where you can register. You have to prove that you have an education or take the math equivalency test. And then you can register for your courses and start them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was very informative. I'm glad you phoned us (laughs) to ask this question because I don't think we ever would have thought about. And tell me if you haven't had some fun today in both shows, if you watch both, we would never have thought to answer the real life questions. I mean, Dan, our cameraman, I know that's funny. I have to say that because it makes me laugh every time. It's been six years and I still laugh. It doesn't make him laugh. I know. (laughs) It makes him proud. Is that as you, 
as we answered the questions in the past, we did it from our perspective, never from your perspective, because you can't get there once you're not there anymore. So Leah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you want, if you've got other burning questions that Leah didn't ask, oh, yes. call us, 613-860-4663. We'd be delighted to meet with you and discuss your career aspirations. What you want to do? What man is on you?